Thanks for tuning in to the Undercuts review of the 2023 U.S. Grand Prix at Austin. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and enjoy the show. By being a racing driver, you are under risk all the time. By being a racing driver means you are racing with other people. And if you no longer go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racing driver. Okay, guys, so we had the second Grand Prix weekend in the U.S. this year, but this is the U.S. Grand Prix in Texas. Um, one that the drivers really love to 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 drive on. I mean, it's got everything. It's got slow speed corners, fast corners, long straights. In terms of circuits, it's like a greatest hits, right? Right. For those of you who don't know, they've kind of the way that they designed the circuit, like a dozen, maybe a dozen years ago now, was they they kind of took like great sequences, a couple of great sequences of corners, and kind of put them into a single circuit. So you got like like the S's from Silverstone and Turn Eight from Turkey, you know, a couple of other and like the stadium section sort of like Hockenheim, and uh, they just created a really good circuit. And I think despite what some of the drivers have said since, like because the, the surface was pretty bad, they need to yeah. do something about it. It's super super bumpy, but the layout itself is it's up there. It's it's a really good track, and the drivers love driving it. I, I like the uh, the start finish straight with uh, going straight up the hill at the beginning yeah. as well. The it's hill like that pretty... wasn't there 15 years ago. They the they way they excavated it. it all. They just yeah, they created it. They just kind of built like this ridiculous hill. Whoa! And they it's great when you look down the start finish line. You look down and then you go across the start finish and then it's up this massive hill. It's really kind of cool. Continue the conversation on pine-sports.com. That's P-I-N-E-sports.com and the Pine Sports Discord, which you can find linked on the website. And join us in a one-of-a-kind fantasy Formula One contest at coopsf1.com. That's C-O-O-P-S-F number one dot com, where you can put your theories to the test. Let's jump right into qualifying because, of course, it was a sprint race weekend. So we had two sets of qualifying and two races. Um, I guess our, our last race was a sprint qualifying weekend as well, right? Um, yeah. yeah. With Oscar winning uh, the sprint race, which was awesome. Are you just trying to do callbacks to McLaren's successes already? Because <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't looking great to start the weekend for, uh, for my McLaren guys. So um, it was looking like it was going to be another case of track limits, at least on Friday it was looking that way. Um, there was a, there was luckily not anybody spinning off like in the last race and causing potentially safety cars. But um, in the first session, Nico was out. Both the Williams were out, and shockingly, both of the Aston Martins were out yeah. in the first qualifying session. I mean, we've expected to see that from Lance from his uh, form recently, but Fernando's still been doing you know relatively well, and that they, was really really bad for him. And they were supposed to be bringing upgrades. Yeah, well, they did bring upgrades. Yeah, and that, that was the problem. Downgrades. Bringing an upgrade on a sprint weekend is fraught with danger. Basically. Yeah. They they put it on. They couldn't get it configured. They couldn't figure it out. They came. They went out in Q three, and Aston Martin decided that they were going to just pull the car from Park Ferme and um, take you know start from the pit lane, but put in 
the old floor and um because they they just couldn't get it figured out and they figured well if we're starting all the way back there we might as well just kind of go back to what we know and hopefully we'll move forward in the race but it it made for a really bad qualifying for them um they had a lot of work to do uh, based on qualifying and then nothing really all that exciting from the second qualifying but in q3 um max had put in what was the fastest time but it he exceeded track limits so he lost pole position making him start in p6 and it gave charles pole for the feature race on the weekend with lando and lewis rounding out the top three did you guys sent you guys that that little video a lot of people might have seen of the uh the ferrari engineer telling telling charles he comes on the radio says charles uh lap deleted verstappen lap deleted he's like oh my god why say the name of the person first you just gave me a heart attack (laughs) that was awesome yeah it it was i mean track limits is becoming much more of a conversation than it really needs to be i'm kind of getting a little bit sick of hearing about it and and i I think that the certainly you know the clerk of the course and the guys who run circuit of the americas also thought they didn't want to talk about it anymore. So their ingenious solution going into sprint qualifying for people going over the white lines was to paint more white line, make the white line thicker. Yeah, bring the line yep. in. And just, no, they didn't bring it in. They they, they took it out. They painted white yeah, lines they made it over wider. the curbs. So they made a, wi- a, a wider white line so that you it was harder to go out of track limits they just they just expanded track limits by painting a wider white line right it's genius i can <laughs> see martin is completely but, flummoxed at this <laughs> i still can't work out i still can't work out i was i understood that completely differently but yes <laughs> it pissed off now, red bull turn 19 yeah, yeah well cuz they well, they raised the ride height on their car and and so that they wouldn't take right. as much curb, and everyone else took the curb, and then they painted bigger white lines. And also, if they hadn't painted the bigger white line, he wouldn't have been he wouldn't have exceeded track limits, and he would have still gotten pole position because right. they made the line bigger. So, but that was they were the trying line to argue on that he Saturday. should get pole. They tried to enforce the Saturday track limits on the Friday. That's. I mean, it, it's it is a bit nuts. It, it yeah, seems to be it is a bit nuts talking about we're talking about lines a lot back in the day it was uh the the detection line right for for drs and playing chicken with that now we're talking about track limit lines and whether you can go over those because i mean you missed the discussion last time nick around qatar with the 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 curbs being so aggressive right that taking the taking the tires out and then they painted the lines in to try and keep you off the curbs more and we're just changing. We're just changing tracks willy nilly, like in yeah. the middle of a race weekend. Why not? <laughs> and we just go. We we'll just go just to Monaco with a couple of rollers and just kind of yeah. start taking it round a we'll different. Just give section you one practice town. session on a Friday. <laughs> yeah, just start, just like a roadrunner or something. Wiley Coyote <laughs> just paint, just paint the tunnel on the. <laughs> just goes left. <laughs> and then we'll put an anvil on a on like a rope. <laughs> Got it left here. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're, so we're we're starting to miss Michael Massey these days. Right. Um, not that Anywho. things were all that consistent back then. 
Um, but yeah, weird that they, they keep changing the, the out of bounds, essentially lines, you know, halfway through, through a competition. But because this is a sprint weekend after Friday, all of Saturday is dedicated to the sprint. Um, so we have another sprint qualifying session in the second session max had a little moment where he spun out and i don't know how he didn't hit any walls um it was a pretty narrow part of the track and however he was able to stop it spinning facing the right direction and keep it going and didn't really cost him anything but um yeah yeah it could have been really bad but he already had the fastest banker lap in so it really didn't even affect him all that much um, and in the end, he got pole for the sprint race. So I guess he's, you know, compensating for not being able to get that pole earlier. And the track was a little bit wider, so he was able to uh, to get pole. <laughs> Charles in P2 again. So really, really good on Ferrari to, to, to start the weekend. And Lewis was able to stick it in the top three as well. So... That is it for sprint qualifying. And then on to the sprint race. Max went crazy aggressive to to start the sprint race um, when he was pushing Charles all pretty much all the way off the track over the pit exit. Um, it looked like a little bit too much to me, but that um, was a bit much. It, yeah. It, I mean, he was like, he exceeded track limits, right? But I mean, Obviously, first you know, first corner, first lap, they do give a little bit of leeway for things, but that that really did not seem like a kosher maneuver. Um, but I don't know. I didn't. We didn't hear any complaints coming from Ferrari. If no, Ferrari I, had complained, maybe. No, Charles said afterwards that he thought it was legitimate. Um, in fact, he said he said that he he. He would have done the same thing in in Max's position, hmm. and, and he kind of put it on himself. He's like, I was trying hard to take first place, um, and ended up basically giving up second because of that. If I had been more a bit less aggressive, I could have would have held on to second spot if I'd have gone around the other way. But uh, he was trying to overtake Max, and he was just never really close enough. Uh, maybe it looked worse because of the way they're coming up the hill. I don't know, but right. yeah, he, he 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 wasn't complaining about it at all. So. Maybe if he's being magnanimous, I don't know, but that's what he said. So interesting, and it is like you said, it is like a weird first turn. It's a very, very wide. It gets very wide after the pit exit, and there's so many angles for the cars to come in. Yeah. Um. So maybe that just kind of makes it look weird when you're looking down at it from yeah. from up high. But he got he came very close to the end of the pit wall. Though, I will agree. Yeah. Like it was that that was tight. Yeah. It looked. Very close. Yeah, Yeah, definitely did. And it benefited Lewis in the end. Um, He was able to take P2 from Charles pretty shortly after after turn one, going into those high-speed turns. Carlos was able to pass both the McLarens, and he started on soft tires. He was the only driver to start on soft tires, I believe, which was very bold. I believe it was a 19-lap race altogether. Yeah. Um, that's a long way to go on one set of soft tires, the way they've been degraded. Yeah, because in qualifying, the, the, the soft tires were barely even lasting the lap. Right. So that was a bit aggressive to try and make them, you know, hold them out for 19 laps. It basically meant that he needed to get ahead and count on there being no opportunity to pass throughout the race, which I think is a little optimistic, especially yeah. on the car that has 
the probably the worst tire degradation tire degradation on the in the field um but yeah a little weird i don't know who was doing their strategy this weekend but having having ferrari go long on any sort of tire was a little bit misguided i think and i think you know 19 lap race was very optimistic for for science but he did get ahead so yeah. let's see how it goes yeah, he was able to move up a few spots, and Oscar unfortunately dropped three spots. He really struggled throughout the whole sprint race. He was just dropping back the whole time. Um, it was not a good race for him. But then Checo was right after he he passed Oscar. He was able to pass George right after that. So, um, and then after that, on lap seven. Um, Lando looked like he was going to be able to get by Carlos, but Carlos was able to stay ahead and stay in P4. It was like a really weird angle though, where like Lando came in from a different way going into that corner and it looked like he was potentially going to crash right into him, but ultimately it didn't look like it was really all that close, but I agree. Like a lot, a lot of the television angles were quite low down. It was hard to sort of judge like distance between the use. I think we're used to seeing it from a bit more of a higher perspective, so yeah, a lot of these lower shots made it look like the cars were racing a lot closer than maybe they were. Yeah, um, and and with the way the maybe they're designed were to do that to make it look better. <laughs> yeah, but the way the corners well, were configured, actually- you know, cars could go around the outside <laughs> and then try and you know hold position for the next corner. And um, yeah, it looked looked maybe closer than it was, but good racing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But finally, on lap ten. With DRS, Lando was able to pass Carlos, um, and it was seeming like, you know, this is the time where, at least in the last race weekend, where the soft tires were starting to kind of fall off lap 10. Lap 14, George is almost able to get by science, but Carlos is able to stay ahead, and then nothing really happened for the rest of the race. Lance retired on lap 17. Um, and then that was really it. Max became the first driver to win three sprint races in a single season. I think this is the first season they've had more than three, right? I think this is the first year yeah. they had six. So yeah, I think they had two, and then they went to yeah. three, and now they're going to six, right? Um, with Lewis and Charles rounding out the podium positions, uh, Joe and Charles, uh, Joe and George got five second penalties and it almost gave Alex a point in the race, but it was just enough that he was able to hold out for P8 and keep the point. So a pretty yeah. I mean, I think uneventful sprint overall, race. Yeah, I was going to say, it, the sprint race, I think they gave the sprint race because the Grand Prix last year here was so good yeah. and it just never really lived up to it it felt just a bit meh. Like it it was kind of, there was a bit of action at the start, but then it all just kind of settled in. So, you know, not the most interesting sprint race, certainly not as interesting as the last one. No real jeopardy. Max kind of got in the front and won, and and that was sort of that. Um, Yeah. Definitely people, uh, yeah, the the online chat afterwards was pretty much in that same vein what was the point of that you know less time to learn the track less time for 
for practice sessions to get their cars working and maybe they've given the game away for the actual race you know we know what everybody's pace is now we can kind of predict what's going to happen you know people again calling for if you're going to have a sprint race maybe make it reverse grid from the world cup stat in you know, a world championship standings see if that they can cool. see if they could you know teams fighting their way for points or whatever but yeah, uh, i hear we're getting feline agreement in the background oh <laughs> yes <laughs> that's <almost> cat <laughs> That's Greg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Greg agrees with the uh, somewhat mediocre <laughs> judgment of the of the sprint race. The and hot yeah, take. I he, hope that I speak he for found Greg. It pretty boring too. <laughs> yeah, Greg's hot. <laughs> yeah. But I hope that Greg was equally optimistic about the Grand Prix. All right, so on to the feature race. Both of the Haases and the Aston Martins decided to start from the pit lane. I mean, they were both out in Q1 in the qualifying for it, so it made sense for them to do that. I don't, I can't think of a time where there's been four cars starting from the pit lane. It's at least been a really long time since we've seen anything like that. I can't think of that. Martin, can you think of any time we've had more than like one or maybe two cars? But like two complete teams, both their drivers. It, yeah, it's I'm a weird one. I mean, that, uh, I mean, for the Astons, um, it makes sense, I guess, because their upgrade just didn't work. They had to undo it. Yeah. The Haases, yeah, they've just been non-existent this season almost, haven't yeah. they, really? They've not been a factor uh, anywhere. Yeah, but they also did bring upgrades as well. Um, so I think maybe maybe theirs was more just they brought it again at you know similar to aston martin the, the, the way that they configured it didn't work out i don't think they unwound all the work and put the old stuff back on but i right. think that they needed some fundamental changes to their setup having gone through the sprint race and seeing how their car performed that they thought would stand them in better stead for the for the grand prix um so yeah yeah here we are with my local team our local team starting from from the pit lane i mean yeah i mean aston is trying to sort of like Haas hasn't got that much to fight for i guess they're going to be down the bottom no matter what but you know aston is fighting hard with with mclaren for that you know fourth spot uh so they needed to try and save their weekend as much as they could so uh, you can't blame them for taking it out I totally agree. And then the way that McLaren started the race, Lando had an unbelievable jump off the line, um, <laughs> was able to get a pretty Jason. Yeah, you were probably going crazy. I was going absolutely nuts. Um, he was able to build up a gap pretty, pretty fast. And the Ferraris were battling each other really close. There was that one moment, I think, at the end of the back straight when they make that and they have to really slow down and make that left turn, it looked like they got pretty close. I don't know if they touched or not, but um, really yeah. close driving between the two of them. I wasn't happy seeing that the two, like, come on guys, like it's early in the race. Don't start fighting each other right now for, for and take, take, take each other out. But luckily nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oscar made up four places on the first lap, but, um, we saw that him and Ocon made contact and ultimately both of the cars after just a few laps, they had to retire from what happened uh, in that contact. So 
Yeah, and it didn't from, seem too big of a contact. It, it it just it was just like no, not really. Ocon was was there. He went over the bump because there's that bump right there, and he just kind of upset the car a little bit. And Oscar was going around the outside, and they touched, and it didn't seem too heavy. But yeah, it was terminal for two yeah. cars, which is a shame because they, you know, see they, you know, Oscar had made up a, a good amount of space. It's interesting though because on this at, at the start. The guys on the odd numbered grid slots all lost out to the guys huh. in the even numbered grid slots. Is that right? Interesting point. So you got huh. um on pole, obviously Charles got taken by Lando. Third was Lewis, fourth was Carlos. Carlos got by Lewis. And then sixth was Verstappen over fifth place. Who was in fifth? Uh, sure. Carlos? Uh, was it? Uh, I can't remember. But anyway, after the first corner, Max was in fifth. So for whoever he overtook, maybe it was George, I can't remember. George, um, yeah. yeah. was, yeah, interesting that the guys who were on the quote-unquote clean side or the, you know, the, the, the racing line side all lost out to the guys on the left. I don't know. Interesting yeah. for those yeah. that find it's, that interesting. No, it's interesting that you say that because after qualifying, I think Max said something along the lines of like, I started from P2 last year and I won last year and kind of alluding to that being at least in the second spot could potentially be better than starting in in P1. Yeah, um, maybe it's so maybe it's a factor of the, the that wide entry like we, right. we talked about, right? It's a super wide entry coming in. So you know, maybe the guys who are on the inside can really sort of break late and force the guys who are on the outside who've got more space out a little wider. Because, you know, just like in the sprint race, you know, people were getting, uh, like Max was on the outside of Lewis on at the exit of turn one, both of them off the track ever so slightly, but, you know, lap one, corner one, they give them a little bit more space. Yeah. I think it was George yesterday who kind of went a little offline, you know, a little off the track and they kind of, gave it um um a bit of a pass but yeah it's just interesting that like they're they're letting the cars kind of just battle it out a little bit more in the early phases and not kind of chipping in too much so that's fine I like yeah that. yeah yeah me too um and then on lap four lewis went di- going down the long back straight was able to easily pass carlos with drs and into p3 um, the Mercedes was looking really, really fast in this second race. Um, and then just two laps later, he passes Carl or Charles at the same spot, and he's already up into P2 and rearing down on Lando. Max is making moves. Matt, lap 11, Max passes Charles going around the outside of the high-speed turns. It was a pretty dangerous move, but he was able to make it stick, and that put him up into the podium positions. Um, the Ferraris it, were dropping it, back. Yeah, yeah. And it was roundabout now. So I didn't watch the race live. And my daughter, who's nine, knows not to tell daddy um, what's happening in the race. So when we walked into Dave and Buster's and the race was on, she's like, Daddy, don't look at the TV. Don't look at the TV. My little guy we got a little bit excited and said, Daddy, Lando's in the lead. And I was like, oh, thanks, son. So I kind of knew what was happening at the start. But 
um, happy to, to find out, but uh, it did kind of ruin the start for me a little bit. But um, but bless him, he's, he's six, <laughs> and he, you know. He, he got excited. so excited because he saw that Lando was in the lead. Hey, I did too. Oh man, I did too. Watch out, another little, another little McLaren. Uh, and it's Lando's yeah. uh, Lando's hundredth race actually this uh, weekend, right? That's true. Yeah, uh, that was pretty. And uh, and also Charles's for Ferrari. So Lando had this like special helmet, and he had all these like it looked like stickers on the helmet, and each sticker was a reference to the different races he was in. If you ever get That's a chance cool. to look at it, it was pretty it, cool. It's very yeah. cool. Yeah, you it's know, like, like a little sticker. For, sticker was for like the... a sort of like, hi, my name is sticker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was really and, cool, uh, actually. I liked diff- it a lot. Yeah. Different ones. Yeah, you have to go and take a look at it. But uh, Charles, his his helmet was like an American football field. It made no reference to the fact that it was his 100th race. He's like, oh, I totally forgot that it was my 100th Mm-mm. race. Yeah. <laughs> but in terms, in terms of U.S., helmets the all-time greatest u.s grand prix um souvenir helmet was lando with his basketball to this day oh, i think it was uh, is that well, last it was year was that last year years Maybe, it was or might have been for miami this absolutely year, brilliant but that one was awesome there was one somebody I had remember one when it was but it was it was awesome i think it might have been i think botas had one this which was like it almost looked like leather joe did it was like a, joe like a did. saddle yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, Joe had that one where he was. I saw his his fashion pictures when he was displaying his new helmet, and he was wearing like all leather and a cowboy hat. And like this is yeah. his chaps. His gone are the days. Gone are the days, Nick, where helmets were like that was your helmet for and the same the same colors, the same color scheme, race after race after race. Damon Hill well, they- with his, you know, boating or yeah, uh, but they they had cool you know people started doing one-off helmets i mean i think um prior to going to ferrari sebastian vettel never had the same helmet in two consecutive races because it looked like a can of red bull in with something going on and they they kind of they put the you know they clamped down on it for a good while saying you can't do all these one-off helmets your helmet is Hmm. your identity right that's how we but it really seems like they've really they've eased off on that They've eased off on it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, I mean, especially because the Red Bull guys, you never know who it is anyway, with the exception of Max, because they've all just got a Red Bull can on their head with a little bit of stuff around it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, they yeah. put, they have the color-coded, uh, the color-coded cameras on the car now. So one car has it, the other car's got like a green you know, or pink, you know, bright green or bright pink flashing on it. So you can, if you know what you're looking at, you can tell, but yeah, gone are the days of yeah Senna with his yellow helmet, you know, in you know sticking at the top of the McLaren um, for ease of identification. But I like them. Some of them are fun. Some of them don't work. Yeah, some of them some do. Of them the basketball one was just a weird. It was awesome, but it looked like it should have been rounder than it was. Like that was the weird. But it like, made it look round. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> your your eyes were like this should be round, but that's not what a, that's not the shape what? of the helmet. The helmet's more <laughs> oval. <laughs> Sorry, I took us off a, on a on a helmet tangent there. Twenty. Where actually were we? I, no, we no, were no. at lap seventeen now. Max is the first of the top ten, the first of the leaders to pit from P three. Um, he goes on to another set of medium tires and drops down to P nine. So Lando and Checo and Carlos and Yuki, who are all also in the top ten, responded on the next lap to pit. 
But Lando went on to hard tires instead of medium tires, but he was able to stay ahead. Um, he came out ahead of Max, at least for a few laps, he was able to um, stay ahead. But you figured that because Max is on the medium tires, that he was eventually going to catch up and take yeah, the lead. And, and McLaren had nailed their colors to the mast a little early. Um, I, I guess this is like a unique quirk of the sprint weekends is they get you get no running so you don't really do any long runs on tires yeah and it seems that you know given degradation of the past they decided that they were gonna they were gonna run the hard tire twice so they in their tire allocation mclaren made sure that they had two sets of hard tires for the race so they basically said we're gonna use two sets of hards in the race so yeah it was they when they started on the medium they got two sets of hard they were always going to go medium hard hard so did, there was did they not have any more medium tires they not any new ones they had some worn ones oh, God. but they didn't have I'm any still new. still been out of shape about it um but we see that lewis potentially might be trying to stretch for a one-stop race um you hear him talking over the over the radio that he thinks it's going to be pretty difficult and then he has a moment a couple moments where he goes pretty wide on some turns um so they don't keep him out for that much longer he finally pits on lap 21 and he goes on to hard tires as well um he comes out into p5 Lando is moving up pretty fast. Um, he's already back into P2, passing George, who still has not pit yet. Um, we hear that he also might be trying to make a one-stop. And then finally on lap 24, Charles has been held out this whole time, and he is, I think, the last one of the guys yeah. originally in the top 10 to pit yeah. from the race. People, they... so. Red Bull knew that they were going to be a two-stop. Mercedes were sort of thinking, oh, we can maybe make a one-stop work. And because obviously if you take one fewer pit stops, then you're 20 seconds further down the road. So they thought they could make a one-stop work. They couldn't. And they just left Lewis out there a little too long and they realized they weren't going to make the one-stop work because Lewis's tires just fell off a cliff. I mean, George said, yeah, I think I can make it, but he couldn't. And it just meant that they had to revert to a one-stop, to a two-stop, sorry, a lap or two later than really was ideal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But with uh, Charles finally coming into pit, Lando regains the lead of the race when he comes in, and he's holding around a two-second gap on Max, but Max is gaining pretty quickly and then three laps later lap 28 max is within drs range he's on the racier tires and at the end of the long back straight max is makes a late lunge it took it took some late braking for him to be able to get by but he's finally able to pass lando and back into p1 um and i was thinking i didn't i didn't realize the tire situation at the time but still it was weird that lando was the first one of all of the leaders to pit for their second stop i mean he was on the hard tires you max was seemingly struggling 
on his tires. It was weird that Lando was the first one to to come in and on the hard tires, which I guess they didn't have any new medium tires. But still, at the time, I was like, you have to go on medium tires at this point. Yeah, because at that point as well, because Red Bull had gone medium, medium, so they're always going to go hard. Right. So it was, I guess at that point, he was trying to go for the undercut because he knew that Red Bull's next stop would put him on the hard tire. So he had to go for the undercut to try and get by on the stops because he was behind him on the road. I think that's really ultimately what brought him in a little earlier than anyone else, which is a good call for me on the part of McLaren. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. And then finally lap 39, Lewis pits from the lead and he has another set of medium tires. So he goes back on to mediums from the hard tires. Max passes Charles into turn one and takes back the lead. I guess he had already pitted as well. Um, and Lando a few turns later takes Charles as well. Um, he's dropping back quickly. Lewis easily passes Charles just a couple laps later going into P3 and he is now looking to chase down Lando. Both of the Astons now are in the points lap 48 from starting from the pit lane. Um, so it was looking like a incredible uh, strategy situation for them um, being able to get both of the cars back up into the points after Lance passed Yuki for P10. And then on lap 48, Lewis is is able to get by Lando at one of the uh, fast one of the fast corners. And he looks like he might have a chance to chase down Max. I mean, he was yeah. gaining time. He was on the racier tires yeah. with the light car. It looked like it was possible. Yeah, he definitely. Uh, they, they, I think, yeah, Mercedes got the the strategy right. I mean, t- talking of the strategy, just going back to Ferrari for a second, it just drove me insane. What? Why is Leclerc on a one stop, but they put Sainz out on a guaranteed two stopper because he went medium, medium? Why have they got these split strategies when you know Leclerc was just a sitting duck? You know, uh, it was just a slower. The slower choice all around. I, I don't yeah. get it, but just another frustration, I suppose. But um, yeah, H- Hamilton was looking strong. I mean, I think we, as we all now know what what happened after the race, you know, um, with potentially you know ride height situation, like maybe Red Bull compromised their car by raising the ride height a little bit, so that made them a bit slower, so that made it closer than it maybe it was. But yeah, definitely made for something uh, interesting towards the end. And yeah. if Hamilton had come in a few laps earlier at the beginning of the race and not stayed out, that would have made all the difference uh, in the race. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. would have made a significant headache for the, for the stewards at the end of the race. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the key thing, like Lewis it was so close right at the end. Those His two pit stops were both pretty slow. Um, yeah. And... Joe at the end just didn't really. It was perfect timing for Max Verstappen when he came up behind Joe just to impede. Because at that point, Lewis was only like 1.4, 1.5 seconds behind Max. Yeah. Granted, last lap. Um, but really, the, what took took uh, Lewis out of the fight was just it took him, he couldn't get past, um, you know, couldn't get past Charles on turn one. 
and then it, it you basically had to wait until the straight to get by him and that just meant that he just put himself a little bit out of contention and couldn't quite couldn't quite get there unfortunately um but it was a, a great fight obviously charles um again I, I touched on it a little in the uh, the sprint but the worst car on its tires <laughs> in the whole field decided yeah. that they were going to stick it out on a one stopper right Try martin that, yeah. discuss <laughs> why, why, yeah it's just horrible it, it, just terrible decision like why would they have so, I mean, like I was just saying, yeah, science, they guaranteed two stops because he went medium, medium. And uh, Charles was just, yeah, left out, left out to dry. So he, he he's scratching his head. I don't know. Maybe they were trying something out. Who knows? Maybe that was Charles's decision to sort of see if it would work. But overtaking isn't that hard anymore. Yeah. And especially when you get big, big tire differences. Yeah. But I think that's 10 in a row now where Charles has started on pole and not won the race. Yikes. He finished sixth. Yeah. Well, did he? I don't know. Yeah, he finished, but no. he finished sixth until... <laughs> until He was yeah, sixth on the road. Until the scrutineers, yeah, obviously, yeah. they looked at Verstappen, Hamilton, Norris, and uh, Charles's and car. Charles. And, uh, yeah, Hamilton but with, and, if, and if Charles. If there's a 50% yeah. failure rate on the sample tested, do you not think they look a little further? It's, well, Especially uh, on a track that's so bumpy. It's it's a bit like um, maybe it's analogy to uh, American football, where you know was that a catch? Wasn't it a catch? And everybody rushes up to the line of scrimmage and, and runs another play quickly before they can call it back. You know, right. they probably loaded. <laughs> like, if your car wasn't pulled in for scrutineering, you're like, get that car on the truck, get those trucks out of here as fast as you can. Yeah, you know, don't they look at every car at the end of the race though? Didn't they no. just pull these ones in specifically to look at further, or are they really just they sample? Random. They sample. Yeah, it's supposed to be random. Although clearly it was like very top heavy. With That's the, the total top, bullshit. Top three cars. <laughs> I mean, it was yeah. a very very bumpy yeah. circuit. You could see the cars moving up and down, so it's not yeah. surprising that yeah. um, you're going to bottom out a lot. Um, yeah, but Red know. Bull it boosted their ride height. Knowing yeah, yeah. how bumpy the track was, so they could. Yeah, Norris's yeah. car was and no, and Norris is fine, and it, yeah, and yeah. it passed. So you know it could be done. We didn't mention uh, poor da- poor old Danny Rick. His first race back. Um, we know he loves racing in America. He's like half American, or he wants to be American, maybe. Um, but he had contact early on, yeah. and he, he had, his car was massively compromised. I think his front left. Uh, brake duct was blocked when he had it came in for a pit stop they pulled out a massive piece of bodywork really um that was lodged in there so yeah it, it, he just knew it never really had a chance he finished ended up i think he was he was last on the of road all the he finishers, was last yeah, on the road yeah, yeah he's last on the road of the people that actually finished the race so yeah that 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 sucked to him yeah but, but um max got his 50th win in f1 which is pretty yeah insane I mean, he's gone um, from 25 to 50 practically in one season. Seriously. Uh, yeah. When you win every single race, yeah, you, those numbers uh, go up pretty quick. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, did, it did make um, me chuckle a little bit, though. When, uh, and I'm kind of warming to Max. I mean, when he was younger, he was brash and he was like the... I'm not. He, he was the <laughs> But now he's kind of... He, he seems like he's a lot more comfortable and a lot more confident in his own skin. And he's just... 
I, I'm warming to him despite the fact that I, I just don't like him and, you know, and Red Bull and everything. <laughs> um, but it, it, when he was being interviewed after the race and he said, that's 50 races, that's a, that's a lot. And he, goes, and he turned around and goes, yeah, well, that's kind of rookie numbers compared to Lewis. <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> Is that like the first time he's ever publicly said anything nice about Lewis? Yes, I think so. And maybe that's why I'm warming to him. Because, yeah, he, he's, he's legit great. And he's kind of, I don't think he's trying to, he's not trying too hard to do anything anymore he knows he's good and you just get yeah. on with it and that's why i respect him a lot more i agree yeah. with that i mean i got, can accept that he got some like audible booze from the crowd uh oh, yeah on the, on the podium um yeah but it, it i don't know whether that's back. because of where the microphones were placed and what it yeah, would have sounded maybe. like on the podium itself but <laughs> i mean yeah if in mexico it's only going to get worse they obviously they're big fans of checo maybe less so of max so but he's yeah. like i i they can boo me all they want. I still take home the trophy. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter. We don't. Yeah. And, you know, we all know that the, the louder the boos, it's uh, actually in in some ways, if they boo you because you're so good, it's a sign of respect. Yeah. Right? Like Bryce yeah. Harper. Bryce Harper's <laughs> booed everywhere he goes because he's the best. Because yeah, he's good. Yeah. Um, but some unexpected people, you know, uh, benefiting from, from the race, right? Lance yeah. Stroll. Uh, finally, you know, put something together, uh, yeah. ended up well into the points, even before the, the disqualifications. Where did he and finish then, up in the of end? Of course. Uh, so he finished seventh. Seventh. So he, he, he finished, so he finished yeah, ninth. He finished ninth, ninth okay. and then ended up seventh. Ninth, yeah. yeah. So that was pretty good. And then with after the disqualifications, uh, both both Williams in the Logan points, Sargent. Logan Sargent, his first ever. At home. At home point in formula one best racer ever he got rid of the goose egg he can hold his head high you know plenty of other drivers have driven renew him for next year there you go (laughs) he's he's you know he's not the first american to score points in 30 years that's right since Since, 1993 uh, scott speed no No, that's before scott speed fittipaldi i think yeah was it fittipaldi No, uh, Fittipaldi didn't. Well, I think it was old old was it Michael Andretti. Andretti, Andretti maybe. He, he had a shocker of a season at McLaren. But maybe yeah. he scored a point. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. And then uh, Yuki, Yuki. Right, came in at the end, threw those soft tires on, spanked it around for one hot lap, and uh, grabbed himself a bonus point because yeah. that's uh, right. Yeah, because he was tenth, and he doubled it up. Yeah, and then he That's got right. a couple of extra points. Yeah, an extra points. Yeah. yeah, so you know, Sonoda just swimming in the points. Yeah, big t- <laughs> big time. Uh, four points or five points he picked up. Yeah, uh, but um, obviously Lewis and Charles are big losers. Um, I don't know how much that's their fault or not. I mean, but... che- Checo, we barely mentioned Checo, but he he's a big winner just by the fact yeah. that Lewis was a big loser. You know, exactly. The fact that it's ho- trying to hold on to that spot in the World Drivers' Championship. That was Checo. a huge swing. Yeah. Um, massive. Massive swing there for, for <laughs> yeah. Checo. But the, the tweet from uh, Matt Gallagher from the P1 podcast, I love that. It's like, um, Charles qualifies P1, loses the lead at the start, Put on a one stop in the most aggressive car for tire wear, finishes on the road in sixth, gets disqualified anyway. 
If ever there was a brutal assessment of someone's race. So unfortunate. He's got the, I saw another one for Charles, he's got the the trifecta of pole uh, disqualification in this race. Pole did not start, that was Monaco a couple of years ago, and then then pole did not finish uh, in another race, so... he he can turn he can turn poles into into everything but a win. It's, everything it's, but wins. <laughs> yeah, it's so oh, mean. He must. It's so tough. So tough. And we uh we need to talk about coops. Oh geez. Well, talking <laughs> about winners, huh, Jason. I mean, tough sledding for coops this week. Uh, obviously, with the with some of the big the big guys dropping out. Not many people having Logan Sargent in their prediction. Um, 255 points was enough to get you top spot. Uh, in fact, only, only four people scored over 200 points. Um, wow. So yeah, very low scoring. Hellman James or Hellman Hammers, uh, with the top score 255. Uh, and then overall standings. Yeah. Jason up one spot to top. Jay Lazzy 92. By uh, over longtime leader Cappy sixty one, um, Mark making his way up to fifth. Uh, wow! And and Nick nice. climbing back up four spots to eighth. And even I managed to move back up again. Uh, I think I'm in the in the eighties now. Yeah, eighty seven. Let's uh, let's not let's not celebrate. That. <laughs> not really worth <laughs> celebrating that much. Small victories, Martin. Small, Small victories. victories. But- Still, you know, a few races to go yet, all to play for. We've got Mexico. Mexico, is that next week or the week after? Yeah, it's week. the coming weekend. Yep. It's all back to And back then to Brazil back the right week now. after. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's three right. And then there's a week weeks. off before we go to Vegas the weekend before Thanksgiving. And it's yeah. straight to Abu Dhabi. That's right. That's it. That's the end of the season. Yeah. Wow. Four races to go. Four left. We're getting there. But uh, I guess P2 is really the the big fight, and then the Constructors' Championship is really the not oh, for yeah, the top, P2 obviously. In, P2 but, in both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's going to yeah. come? Who's going to come second? I mean, yeah, that was massive for for Sergio. He's forty the points fight. ahead of Lewis now. So yeah, it's he has to do a yeah, lot. Yeah, that was a big now, win Sergio. for for Checo, wasn't it? With Lewis yeah, dropping yeah, out from win. second and Checo moving up to, and probably for Fernando as well. Like uh, with Charles not picking up any points, although he's still got Carlos and Land- uh, Lando breathing down his neck. Yeah, man, yeah. those the, with uh, Charles and Lewis getting DQ'd and everyone else picking up points. That's yeah, that's really shaking things up. Just with that that uh, that DQ. Yeah, yeah, it's moved McLaren farther away from Aston Martin. Um, I mean, it's still a six point gap between the two but yep that's pushed them ahead and ferrari and mercedes are only 22 points apart with four races to go for p2 and the constructors anything else you guys want to put in no i mean i think that the my overall comment on everything is that the the grand prix lived up to everything that the sprint wasn't the sprint was a bit of a snooze fest the race the grand prix was actually pretty damn good Thanks for listening to the Undercuts review of the 2023 U.S. Grand Prix. 
please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and join us next week for our review of the Mexico Grand Prix. Thanks again.